Caution. Learning in progress. Hello and welcome back to Smarter Every Season. My name is Tyler Hubert. I am joined in the studio today by Hans Stutzman. Hello, Tyler. How are we doing today? Yeah, I, I'm good. I don't know why I put kind of that emphasis on your oh, name. Oh, that just makes it's it just, fun. Okay, I'm glad you We're enjoyed good. it. We're, yeah, I enjoyed it. Good. So this is the Smarter Every Season podcast. This is brought to you by the product support team at Precision Planting. And our goal is to, hopefully along with our listener, get smarter every season and you know pull in various folks from our business, our dealer network, even our support team, and just kind of learn about some of the different initiatives going on, learn about, you know, kind of the thought process of the farmer, what guys are hearing from the field, really anything and everything. Yeah, we're wide open, Let it, but largely, how do we learn? What do, what are the aspects? What are What's new? What's different? What's some of the old stuff that we can relearn again? Exactly. Um, and there's a lot of stuff that we can relearn again, I, I keep finding. Exactly. And we've said that before on this podcast. The reason I want to emphasize it today is what we did for this episode was... We took the opportunity to sit with three different dealers who have been around the block, who have been around this precision game, if you will, or have been premier dealers for a number of years. And our goal with this episode was not to try and say there's a way something should be done or should not be done. It was just to talk to three guys, uh, yep. actually four, I think, four guys. Yep. that are, are smart guys who have been around the ag business in general for a number of years and get their thoughts on it. Yep, it's not a this is the right way or this is a concrete way. This is just a this is the voice of people talking and just sharing of ideas. Yes, yes. And the it that we're referencing here is stemming from a conversation with Ben Schliff that we had a couple weeks ago. Ben posts some really good thoughts about how to handle installation, how to handle labor, uh, how to handle service. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so what we kind of thought was coming off that conversation, let's pull in some more dealers and get their opinions on these things. And so that's exactly what we did. Uh, we had the opportunity to pull in. First, what you're going to hear is us talking to Tom Cook, who's from Sunrise Cooperative out of Ohio. Their business is kind of... Ag chem, yeah. ag retail. Yes. It's more like that they are primarily a chemical fertilizer dealership, seed dealership Yeah, um, that has added precision technology, precision equipment to their dealership. Yes. Yeah. And... We pulled Tom in the week that he was in for training. I think this was uh, sometime in mid to late January. And yep. so I am grateful to Tom because I think I walked up to him at lunch one day and said, hey, would you be willing to come record some podcast audio? And he was more than willing. <laughs> and so he was great, uh, you know, just to let me interrupt his lunch and pull him in and, and talk a little bit. So the next person that we talked to was Mark Baker. Mark works with his son, Chad, at Baker Precision. They are a family-owned yeah, it's a, it's a very different style of business because they're a family-owned, they're a farm, they're a dairy. They've got a lot. They're a very different style than what ag, than what uh, Tom Cook's situation is. Yeah, so another unique perspective to pull in. And yep. much like Tom, he let us interrupt his launch and come in and record some audio. The final two guys that we were able to talk to were Casey Siebert and Ben Dreesen, and they're from S&S Equipment out of Iowa. Yep, they're uh, northwest Iowa, Lawton, Iowa, so way out in the, on the far side, almost to Sioux, Sioux Falls. Um, but there are differences up because they are a completely equipment dealership. They've been a long time equipment dealership. I think he says forty years. Well, he'll mention it in there, but they've been around for a long time as an equipment dealership. So not a ag chem, not a private into uh, farmer uh, origins, but a an equipment side of it. So he brings a different, unique perspective to it as well. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we liked. We wanted three kind of unique yep. perspectives that we could talk to. Yeah. So again, the goal here is let's just pull in and, and get some guys that have been around for a few years, run successful businesses and get their opinions on this. So with that, um, what you're going to notice too, I want to call this out is the interview with Tom is myself and Paul were able to grab him and pull him yep. in. I was busy at the time, so I did not get to join um, the interview with, with Tom. Same with, with Mark. Mark. That yep. was myself and Paul. And then when we had Casey on, uh, we were able to join him, or he joined us, I should say, via a Zoom meeting. And you were able to be here, but Paul was not, so it's going to be you and me. So I do want to call out that these were not recorded boom, 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 boom on the same day. In one day. sequence, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we are doing things a little bit, piecing things together. Yeah, in, yeah. Uh, Podcasts together, episodes together here. So trying to work with our schedules, trying to work with these guys' schedules. So yeah, you're going to notice that. But without further ado, let's hear uh, Tom Cook's thoughts on service as a whole. All right, so I'll go ahead and jump in here. We're joined by Tom Cook. So Tom, why don't we start like this? Can you tell me a little bit about your dealership and how long you've been there? We've been a precision planning dealer since 2014. Um, I've been doing the precision side of things myself since 2007. Okay. What is your official title, if you will, at your dealership? My official title is the Northern Technology Equipment Lead, and then I have a coworker that is the Southern Technology Equipment Lead, and his name is Doug Weichel, and he works out of our South Charleston branch. So I should probably jump in here, too, and say it is Sunri- Sunrise Cooperative. Correct. That is the name that you guys go by. That is the name of yes. your dealership. Okay. Yep. That's what I usually see on the caller ID. Yeah. <laughs> When you guys call, but it's good to and as far as the, specify that the relationship with the co-op and precision planning, you are effectively a dealer principal, not a not a sub employee. You manage a lot of the business and the larger accounting issues and larger strategy for your dealership. Yes, yes, Doug and I, yeah, do that that role, and uh, we we are also you know handle other product lines, but precision is definitely our top one. So excellent. Okay, love you. So, Here's the question that I would have for you, amongst a couple others, but let's start here. Do you guys offer a service agreement with growers? We currently do not. It is something we have discussed and um, just one of those things that we're like, okay, how do you track that? How do you track, you know, how many times they, they called in and how many times do you, you know, track, the, you know, every aspect of a service agreement? And it's just um, it's something we've discussed quite a bit lately the last couple two three years but we just have not implemented one yet so right now is the way that that works kind of like it's free phone support they can call us anytime if they have a question and if we have to send somebody out to the farm there's i assume a labor charge then that's involved in that but right now that's not written into any contract it's kind of as they need it correct yeah and usually you know like large planner builds that first year we usually support that that first year Pretty much at, at no charge, you know, when a guy's spending, you know, what a large build costs sometimes, um, pretty much it's like that one-year warranty type program. We just offer that service for that first year and to make them more comfortable with it. I actually try try to be at the field when, you know, if you're talking V-Set, V-Drive, Delta Force planner, I try to be at the field with that grower the first time when they go to fire that planner up the first time just to put their mind at ease and, 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 be there when they plant that first field to get comfortable with it. So get all those questions out the first time they're actually doing the real work. Yep. 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 Does are there any stipulations you have to that first year behavior or first year discounting of labor that you treat differently? Does it have to be you install it? 
grower has to be present. Are there any stipulations you do with the customer, with the grower before you run that behavior? Uh, no, I wouldn't say there's any stipulations behind that. Um, you know, even if they install it, um, which we, we do have a lot of customers that do that, we leave it up to the customer and that's, you know, decided when usually when we make the quote, you know, Hey, quote it with you installing it, quote it with, uh, you know, me doing most of the work. So do you notice, or have you seen a difference in your customer installs and the service rates or the service amounts that are needed on them? Or are you able to identify those and correct those before they go to the field? Um, I would say there's, I mean, there's definitely been some things that um, maybe had been installed wrong or not correctly um, by the customer. Uh, nothing that was a huge, huge deal. Nothing that couldn't be fixed, simply. So so do you guys do kind of like a offer like a final look over, or is that kind of what happens the first day in, in field? Most of, I'd say, not, I'd say 95% of them are any any grower installed one, we're maybe going there, showing them how to do, you know, one row unit, you know, mount the SRM, mount the Delta Force brackets, you know, do all that. Then we go back and um, we usually end up doing the main electrical part of it as far as running the backbones, making all them connections, and then and then running the health checks and stuff. Okay, so it's a it's a modified customer install. You still take ownership a lot of the the most critical components. Yes. Okay. Yes. And yeah. it also sounds like you're walking them through the first row and then it's kind of lather rinse repeat. Yep. Yep. I mean, walking them through that, you know, putting putting the load pin in and and everything basically. Proper proper way to run the cable so they're not going to get pinched or um, smashed and um, the proper way of you know taking the taking the caps out of the delta four cylinder so we're not getting paint chips in there and when you get your custom length hydraulic hoses made to make sure they're blowed out and make sure they're cut with a yep. proper wheel and not an abrasive wheel and that kind of thing how many how many of your installs uh, are in completed at the customer's shop and how many do you guys do in-house I'd say 95% of them are completed at the farmer's shop. Um, the one thing that, and that's probably changed in the last, you know, six, seven years. Farmers have, have built a lot. There's been a lot of farm shops built in the last five, six years, you know. That guys used to then have have those. But uh, just about every farmer's got a shop that they can get their planter in now. Maybe not get it all the way unfolded, but if you can at least get it in that half unfolded position where you can get you know your backbone harnesses and everything on you just try to do them do them right there so okay. how do you manage on the on the front end side as we get product in your staff your team's time and, and your resources and coordinating with that with when they can get their equipment in or do you, how much dictating do you do to the grower saying okay i've got your pieces i need to get you in line in a build queue You've got to be ready for me the third week in January, and we're going to have you done by the second week of February. Or how do you how do you manage that? Um, I'd say it's just yeah, communication. Um, and like had a guy come actually Monday of this week and pick everything up, and and uh, I'm going to go there next week and you know go through that first row with him. And it's a it's a finger pickup planner that we're converting and got to put the whole vac system on and everything. So we're going to have to, you know, get that vac fan mounted and build brackets and 
and uh, that's a lot of that stuff that that farmer can do himself. You know, they got most of them can weld or like to fabricate and and uh, that kind of thing, and then let us focus on more of the the electronic part of it and making sure that's all hooked up right and that type of thing. Do you guys offer any kind of a service kit? And I can explain a little more there if you like. But basically what I'm envisioning or have heard others say is something like, you know, we may order an extra load pin SRM row harness, you know, a a list, if you will, of products to leave with that grower. And then if they don't use it, they can bring it back to me at the end of the year. Or I'll just tell them, go ahead and hang on to those and whatever you use, tell me and I'll, we'll get that replenished or we'll get another one ordered for you at a cost, right? Do you guys handle any kind of like a service kit or service parts for growers? We, yes, actually we do do that for, I do that for some of the guys that are that hour, hour and a half away from our facility, you know, that uh, I usually give them spare V-drive motor, speed tube belts, feeder wheels, you know, any, any of those major components, SRM row harness, SRM load pins, you know, anything that you think is going to possibly fail instead of having a three hour round trip drive to take him apart and get back or him have to spend three hours on the road to come and get it basically bill them for it so it's you know out of our inventory they don't use it they bring it back when they're done and they get credited back for it okay so you go ahead and you you put the invoice out ahead of time and make sure that it's it's off their books off your books it's on theirs they own that and they can continue to keep it Mm -hmm. for as long as they want or if they want to get that refund they can yep okay so then like the following season are you following up with them to, to, to see if they want that part kind of back? Or it's just a situation of once they hang on to it for a season, it's really they're hanging on to it going forward. Yeah, I'm, I'm following up with them to see if they if they used anything okay. out of that, if they did keep it, and if they did, replenish it for the next year. Okay. Yep. What's your take rate on guys or, or items being present? Not being used, but also not being returned because the grower said, okay, having a little insurance policy. I'd say, you know, everybody keeps a way pin for sure, spare way pin, you know, not that not real high dollar item. Um, but I got some guys that return most of the most of the stuff to me every year, yeah. which, you know, I'm good with that. You know, most of them don't keep like a V-drive motor, you know, and quite honest, your guys' parts are pretty uh, stable. They don't. You know, the replacement rate on V-Drive motors, um, we've been, like I said, we've been a dealer since 2014, and I think I have replaced two V-Drive motors since 2014. So, yep. Awesome. How do you guys, you've alluded to this and talked on this a little bit, how do you handle labor? So, if it's, um, you know, if it's after that first, you know, first year where it's, Obviously, if we're installing it, yes, that's that's labor. You know, we're we're charging labor there. If we got to go to the, after that first year, if we got to go to the field for something troubleshooting wise, it's just a flat hourly rate. So, or if somebody calls and they didn't buy it from us, then they're going to get charged our hourly rate. You know, right from the get go. Is there so. a different hourly rate for customers who purchase purchase through you versus uh, someone who just calls out of the blue? Uh, no. Okay. Nope. That's cool. So here's the, here's the follow-up, I guess, to that is do you guys schedule and do planner clinics every year? Because, and the reason I ask is I, I know there are some dealers that will say or have considered 
maybe charging slightly different if you have and have not come to that planner clinic because they notice that their call volume is higher for someone who does not come to that planner clinic. So I guess, yeah, how do you handle planner clinics? Do you charge any differently if somebody does or does not come to it? We have not done anything like that either. And, yeah, we, we was on a pretty good roll of having planner clinics up until the last two years with the, the COVID situations. Hoping to hoping to get a couple in here this year, hopefully, or, or at least uh, 2020 trainings for sure. I think them are very important also. Uh, guys are only running that planner, you know, two, three weeks a year. They just – you forget everything when you only only use it two or three weeks out of the year. So you – that refresher course on the monitor so that's what i tell my wife with her birthday but it doesn't go over well honey you only have it one day a year (laughs) how do you expect me to remember yeah yeah that doesn't go over anniversary (laughs) (laughs) i use that on christmas lights i hate i hate hanging christmas lights so you just leave them up all year paul and you just plug them in yeah Yeah. Yeah. i made a i made a really sound decision this year and we invested in some smart plugs which was great because I got sick and tired every night at 10 o'clock having to go outside and unplug the Christmas lights so they weren't on all night. It also is, there's an element of this that I'm just a little too tight to run Christmas lights all night. I mean, everybody's in bed. Why do they need to look at them at, at, at midnight? So, I mean, that's a part of it. But those smart plugs were great. I could just go onto my phone and say, yep, oh, every night at uh, 11 o'clock, just go ahead and power those off. Very that nice. was that was a wise decision. That's a pretty good idea. Do you have a strategy then in terms of like how you work your 2020 clinics or your planner clinics, like do you break it up by, Hey, I've got some guys that are more experienced. We're going to run a different session for them versus, you know, some guys that are, these are, they just have a monitor. They're a little greener to the technology. Do you have an overall strategy to kind of how you work the the clinic and Um, invite? We definitely break it up between gen twos and gen threes. Yes. But that's about the only way we split it. We'll do one in the afternoon, one in the morning or vice versa. Yeah. One, I want to say thank you. Yes. And two, can you uh, repeat again your dealership, where you're located at, and how someone would uh, be able to see more about you and your dealership? Um, my name is Tom Cook, uh, Sunrise Cooperative, um, North Central, Ohio, through, and then pretty much down I-75 all the way along the Ohio-Indiana line. Large cooperative in Ohio, you know, selling all, you know, fertilizer, seed, chem, everything for our owners um, of, of the co-op and uh, Sunrise Cooperative, we have a website. So, Do you personally partake in any of the social media that you're active on from a dealer si- dealership side that you um, another dealer could reach out and contact you on or at least follow along with what you guys are doing? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm on, I'm on Facebook. Uh, Sunrise Cooperative actually has a Twitter page that we're on. And... Um, if if you go to the Sunrise Cooperative webpage, we have a separate link on there for our SPS group, which is our Sunrise Pre- Precision Solutions. Oh, nice! So that's a that's a separate tab on there. Okay. Yep. Cool. All right. So that was Tom Cook again from Sunrise Cooperative, as he mentioned. Anything from that piece of audio that that stood out to you at all, Hans? I think it's interesting. I mean, he's got a lo- large area to cover, um, but just you know. It, some of these places, it's just completely different from what you would expect their responses to be. So, no, I'm not uh, overall. It's it's the approach that they have as a whole as a company. I think it gets, well, the interesting thing is that we'll have very different approaches from all four, all three of these guys. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree. So, um, anything to just stood out to you on it? The piece that kind of sticks out to me that I thought was interesting was just 
and I don't know 100% why this stands out, but him being proactive on service kits, especially thinking through the guys that are multiple hours away, yep. that, like, listen, there may be a little bit more of, a, of an upfront charge for the parts that I'm going to send with you or, or recommend that you carry. But, listen, it is round trip three hours away, and I would much rather charge you a little bit more upfront. I don't think he said this exactly verbatim what I'm saying, right. but I think the logic there is I, I'd rather charge you a little bit more or put this kit together for you rather than have to have the conversation with you of, yeah, that requires this part. We'll be there yeah. in three hours, right? Park yep. the planner. We've got to be there while it's beautiful and 60 or 70 degrees out and we'll be there in, in three hours. So that stood out to me. I thought that was a really good, good thought that he had in doing that. So next up, we had a chance to talk with Mark Baker uh, at Baker Precision. And we'll go ahead and play that now. Joined here by Mark Baker in the uh, podcast studio. Can you just start by telling me a little bit more about your dealership? How long have you had it? Who's with you? How anybody could get a hold of you? Let's start there. Sure. Well, um, again, my name is Mark Baker, and my uh, son and I, Chad, um, are partners in uh, Baker Precision Planner Works. I think we've been doing this since the birth of the uh, 2020. Help me out. That's been... Out of eight? Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, uh, that's when we got started as dealers. So it, to get a hold of us, Baker Precision Planner Works uh, dot com, that would be one way. I could rash, I could throw you a whole bunch of phone numbers, but are you on social media? Uh, we are, okay. we are Twitter and and all that stuff. So and quite, uh, quite a, a bit handle. Of that. This is this is walkie talkie. What's your handle? What's our <laughs> handle? Uh, I I, be, I mean to get on a uh, to social media. Uh, just Baker Precision Planner Works. Okay. Yeah. So that would be the best way. Um, yeah, we, I mean, our real job obviously is precision dealers, but then when I'm not doing that, we actually have a farm and we dairy. So it's kind of a unique, you know, so our focus isn't always, but it is. So uh, as a dealer, so we, we've grown so fast and so much and, and our, what we do is, I, I think, is the cool part is that we can bring a planner in, customer's planner that's just a bag of rags, and we can just build it right back up again and send it right back out the door. So that's going to tie in a bit when you say we bring a planner in. But, Tyler? Yeah, so actually what you've done is, is come prepared into the studio today. You brought in a yearly service agreement. So that kind of partially answers the first question that I like to start for this conversation of, do you guys offer service agreements. So obviously, yes, but I'd like for you to kind of take me through some of the highlights if you're okay with that. Sure. Sure. I can certainly do that. Bef um, before you get into the highlights, yes. give me the decision part, how you got to, mm. we need to do yeah. a service contract. What led you to that decision or what was the part that pushed you over the edge to not having one to now having one? You know, I think it's a two part thing. I think it's a, a commitment on the, on the grower. Uh, once you get a service contract, it gets them, they, we send this out way in advance, um, like about right now. Uh, and when I say now, I don't know when this is going to air, but it's January. Um, so um, with that being said, they will get the service contract. It's a blanket thing. We send it out to everybody, and it's a yes or no. And if they send it back, then that's a yes. If they throw it away, I guess that's a no. Or they can actually <laughs> check the box and say no. Um, but uh, when it gets all done and said, the, the highlights of what we uh, – actually offer and uh it, you know i think the neat thing is is that we uh actually offer a two uh two hour inspection and i like that because that gets us in front of the grower it gets us in front of the planner and it you know we do this prior to obviously unlimited phone support it gives them the opportunity and yes that means that we do charge for phone support 
So if a customer calls us and it's uh, how do I set up my monitor and talk them through it, that kind of stuff, uh, they're, they're, I mean, that's, that's time, you know. We could be doing something else other than, you know, and I don't want to sound selfish, and it kind of kind of rubs people a little bit harsh when we say we charge for phone support, but it's a case-by-case, case, you know what I'm saying? Have you found the management, just the, the tactical managing and measuring phone support to be a significant hindrance? No. I mean, it, you know, it's... Something you obviously have to do if you're yeah. going to charge for it. You have to yeah. track yeah. it and monitor it. You know. Yeah. I mean, it, it really, again, is a case-by-case. Case. If 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 you called up and it's just something so random, stupid, and then it's like, yes. But, I mean, if it's, hey, I I don't know how to switch my com or my, my planter, my monitor from planting to harvest. We offer a a monitor clinic. We encourage you to come. We would have gave you that information for free. You'd probably done it in the class if they we would have done it with them in the class. We would have sat. Matter of fact, we would have sat your planter uh, or your monitor up for your planter, or your or whatever you want. We would set it up in in the training, and by not coming, says eh, I didn't really care. Again, I'm being kind of, but you know, I got to put the other hat on. I'm a farmer too, so I'm guilty of a lot of things. You know, so do I want to go sit in a training? No. So, but I offer you a good meal. So talk on <laughs> it. <laughs> so it's it's kind of like yes, we charge for phone support, but we're not unempathetic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Fair enough. absolutely. Is it a one time? Is it a flat fee? Do you do it per minute, or how does that? How's that yeah, come? so the it's it's very uh, disclosed. I mean, it's it's everything's right there. So it's like twenty five bucks for a half hour. I mean, if you want to talk to me for a half hour on the phone, it's it's got to be a bad deal. But a minimum of fifteen bucks. You know what we do. And then we also, you know, go through basically everything that we're going to cover in the, in that contract. So it's unlimited phone support. Um, with that too, then we're gonna we already did the planter inspection. So hopefully you're gonna go through the whole season, and everything's gonna be good. And uh, so that's that's a good thing too. And obviously by doing the inspection, that means we're getting your monitor set up also. You know, if there's a glitch or we're measuring, doing measurements, so everything is ready to go. And that's a two-hour inspection. That's pretty much what we figure it'll be. And then the other one is uh, uh, we'll offer a service call. So if we have to come to your field, your farm, you know, we have one hour or one hour, one service call already provided into this contract. Now that is, remember, per machine. So we'll get growers that have like three planters and they think they signed one contract. No. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's uh, that's kind of how that works. And so – and it and – it, it, it plays out the same, so whether it's a harvest equipment or, okay. or planter equipment. Is it so. one per season? So do you have a yeah. service agreement per season? Yeah, per season. Okay. So that covers that. How, much, then, how much of the in-season service calls do you forestall by having the two-hour pre-season service visit or inspection? I would have to say because of the training that we do in the, in the winter months for our growers at our, our dealership and – just the education that we give our dealers, our dealers, excuse me, our, our customers uh, in when we do the installs and getting their planter ready to go, I think we really do litigate pretty much. I mean, we very seldom do we get a lot of just calls that are just foolish. You know, if they call, it's it's a, have it's, a, reason, it's a reason. It's a reason. It's, you know, something really did happen okay. and they really need help. That's cool. You know, it's not just a random stupid, hey, how do I turn this monitor on? Do you feel that having a service agreement has limited your ability to 
just show up and have sales conversations or just relationship check-ins? Um, no, no, not at all. Okay. Yeah. No, we, I mean, it's, you know, the, the inspection is a good thing, obviously. Um, it, you know, again, we're, we're coming to your place. You know, you don't have to bring the planner to me. I come to you. So, and it, it really helps a lot. I, I get a lot of guys that are like, Hey, you know, you know, help me, help me hook this thing up. So we got a tractor hook to it, you know? Okay. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll help you do that. Let's, you know, let's get this thing ready to go. You know, I got two hours. Let's do it. Let's, let's hustle. You know, you want that done? Let's go. And it helps out. So it is okay if they're there in that two hours and they're asking oh, questions. I would absolutely, I, I almost don't even want to do the inspection without them. Okay. You know, it's, it's, it's beneficial to have them there. So, so it's not a requirement that they're there, No, but it's no. strongly recommended. No, but it's, it's nice when you show up to a farm and, and they're there and you go, well, the dog's not going to at least eat me up. You know, <laughs> that's a good thing. So what percent, every one of your customers gets the opportunity Absolutely. to sign this. Yep. What percent would you say sign it? Um, yeah, I know this is going to be kind of a tough number. I don't have it in front of me, but I'm going to say probably 20%. Okay. Of our customers, you know. And again, there's a little education goes into this because when this thing gets sent out to you, it almost looks like it's an invoice. Matter of fact, I had a customer very upset because he thought he got an invoice and couldn't understand what it was for. But if he would have flipped the sheet and looked on the backside, that's where you sign yes and you sign no. And it just says if you're not going to do this, then that's fine. No big deal. I mean, it's only to benefit you. The ones that we see that really, really benefit from it are the ones that have multiple planners. And they got people, hired help that's running planners. It's just not the family member anymore. So they want to know it's all buttoned up and ready to yeah. go before they stick yeah. an operator yeah. in it. And yeah. And usually we, again, try to encourage that the operator is of that planter is there for that inspection. It's basically like asking them, will, will you sign up for proactive attention? You're correct. Correct. And that's hard to do, you know, to get people to want to get involved that early in the season. You know, because we're, we're all creatures of habit, and we all like to just think that we can pull it out of the shed and go, yeah. you know, put it in the ground. It worked last year. When I put it away. Yeah. It always does. Yeah. There, <laughs> there are shed gremlins. How places. the heck does that happen? <laughs> you know, so, yeah. Okay. So you mentioned earlier, you phrased it earlier, when we pull their rags planter in to our shop, and mm -hmm. we can do work to it and send it out as riches. That comment makes me believe that you – bring all of the installs in and do them in and how you do the installs or, you know, the problem is, is that I've gotten to where I've gotten so comfortable or I try not to use this as an analogy, but lazy. I don't want to come to the, their, their farm or their shop and do the install. Not that I don't appreciate it. Not, I mean, I, I, I will not work on it outside in the dead of winter. I mean, <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, did that, done that. <laughs> zip ties, they break yeah. when they're cold. When it's negative 30, you just can't zip tie nothing. But, uh, no, we do uh, a mass majority of installs in our shop. We uh, uh, have a retriever on our semi. Um, okay. So we will actually come to your farm, pick up your planter, um, and bring it to our shop for that reason. And then, obviously soup to nuts, whatever it is they need uh, done to that planter, we will take care of it. Does the, the retrieval. Retriever? 
the retrieval of the oh, planner. The, yeah. Going and fetch that planner. Is that a separate line item on an, on yeah. an order yeah. where that, that's a charge? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if that offset, you know, you're in your shop, you know where your tools are, everything is right there. It You offset enough cost and lot, time and effort yeah. that going and getting it, bringing it was just negated or if it was a line item. I mean, it's, this isn't a uh, uh, money-making venture that we got into. It, it's a, it is, again, you pointed out, it's a, it's a convenience for us to have it in our shop, obviously. But also, with that being said, it's a it's a uh, wear item to have your tractor go down the highway, and and wear your tires out and drive for forty five minutes to an hour to two hours to get to our shop, where I can just come get your planter, you know, and it's in the shop in in a half hour, you know, so yeah, that's that's how we look at it. Cool. I'm just at there, I don't believe rights or wrongs because everybody's got different situations. I'm just trying to understand right well you get a you know you get the guys in the dead of winter going oh, i don't know it's too cold and, and now we won't we will not take it down the highway or, or you know the blacktops and it's sloppy snow and ice and this and salt because we know what that does to the planter you know what happens when you blow uh uh put nitrogen down and blow a hose on the planter you know? <laughs> same thing we see uh-huh. it oh yeah so do you guys offer any kind of like a grower assisted install where they can come to the shop and they can work on it with you. If so, does that reduce labor? How, if at all, do you work that? So let me let me talk about first how we charge for our labor. Um, first of all, we charge by the row. Okay. Um, we adopted that, Chad and I did, a long, long time ago. And for that reason is because if you walked into my shop, any of you two, and I'm working on a, a customer's install, Am I going to look at you and say, I'm sorry, I'm working on the install. I can talk to you after hours. Or do I just stop what I'm doing, put the tools down, and come over and talk to you? Okay, so I'm going to come over and talk to you. Now, how do I clock in, clock out on that job? Okay, so by doing this, we've already got it disclosed to the customer. This is what it's going to cost you, okay, per row. There's no hidden fees. We don't we don't come back and go, oh, hey, we got a we got a hidden fee or you know something surcharge or I got to charge it for paper towels and I mean I'm I'm not John Deere. I don't I don't sneak in everything I can and try to make twice the amount. I had to plug that anyway. Um, <laughs> well, that's what they do to me. And uh, so, with that being said, the customer knows exactly what it's going to cost them, and I don't have to keep track of a time clock. So with that being said, when the customer comes in the shop, it is by his wishes that he wants to be there, and I do not discount. Um, I, you know, he already knows what he's paying. Okay. But what I will give him back, and he knows, in education of that product, it's, it's gold, absolutely gold. And I, I think by having them in the shop doing installs, and I know a lot of uh, companies probably have policies they can't have a customer in the shop mm-hmm. for liability, but we do, and uh, it's it's priceless, really, in a sense, because they understand that product just as well as we did installing it. So we don't get that phone call. When it breaks, they fix it. Plus, somebody's going to play with my dog while he's in the shop, so the customer gets to do that, too. It helps. <laughs> Keeps the dog away from you. Yeah. You don't have to worry about yeah, that I part. Have to, I don't have to <laughs> roll the ball on the floor, for goodness sakes. <laughs> you know? So give me a little bit of the strategy. You guys do planner clinics. Correct. I think you mentioned that earlier. Correct. Okay. Can you give me a little insight into the strategy there? Or do you see it as you try to break people up by by monitor, by products they have? Do you offer multiple sessions? 
just take me through kind of your yeah, strategy. So our monitor clinic, clinic we'll do uh, every year, and it's just become the customers are they they expect it, and that we and our attendance on that is amazing. Uh, we'll do the Gen One, Gen Two, uh, one day, and then we'll do uh, Gen Three the the following day, and uh, it's you know it's almost like they just expect it and and they appreciate it, you know. They'll bring everybody that's going to be working with the planner, you know. So if there's three planners, there's three people from one operation. They're all there. They all brought their – everybody brings their monitors, and we'll plug them all in, and we got everybody updated, and we run it for the whole day, and it's it's a really good thing. So right? it's a full-day course. It's a full-day course. And we cater all our food in, too, so I'll feed you good. Don't you think for one minute. <laughs> And that's the other reason why the dog likes being in the shop, because then he's mooching mm-hmm. food. <laughs> dog has the life. Yeah, he's got the life. Anyways, anytime you go to somebody's house that has a dog that's inside, you can always tell who feeds the dog, because when you sit down for dinner at their house, that's where the dog, that's where the dog goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's always sitting right next to you. Yeah. Um, and I think the answer to your second part of that question is, is we do uh, planner clinics, yes, and education of... And, you know, it comes, I, I still love the fundamentals of just the simple things that we overlook, you know, uh, what's your disc openers, what, you know, how it's set up, is your mustache, is it wore out, you know, just your gauge wheels, just parallel arms. I mean, we can, we seem to get away from them things because we offer such a vast variety of stuff, but yet it's the fundamentals. And I still got my guys that say, hey, we, we love the fundamentals, uh, you know, always being reminded to do these things, you know, so it's, it's a good thing. So yeah, planner clinics are a must. What's, how big a group are you housing? And you just basically clean out the shop, t- bring everybody into your shop and it's, and yeah, you lose a couple of days of productivity, but it's worth it to get everybody in. And uh, I got to stop you right there. My, I am the most hated person on our farm for that week. Um, we scrubbed the shop from head to toe. So. And you're then we that, put all the tables up. What, you're saying what? that the other 51 weeks of the year, you're not the most hated person? <laughs> well, they express their Depends more hate. you ask, maybe. They express <laughs> more hatred towards me for that time. You know, like, are you kidding me? I, I, I actually, and it's like a, it's like an inspection. Like, I, I feel like I'm the DLT on the highway. I don't tell them when we're going to scrub the shop. I just surprise them with it, you know. Hey, today we're going to scrub shop. Um, but no, we. Oh, uh, I was supposed to be sick today. Oh, son of a gun. Shoot. <laughs> Did I tell you I took my two weeks in? Um, <laughs> two weeks ago. And so, uh, um, no, we, we set up everything and, and uh, tables, chairs. We own all of our tables, chairs, and audio, video, so it's a turnkey. Did that years ago, borrowing and bagging and stealing. And No, no. If you're going to do it, you might as well just jump in it, you know. So we have a facility. We have a beautiful office that we can cater, bring all the food in. I'm not flipping burgers to heck with that, you know. <laughs> so I figured if you're going to give me your time a day to be there, I'm going to feed you good. And I learned that from you guys. You guys taught us that as dealers at Precision Planning. You know, winter conference, what do we get? It was, it was always very important to, to us to make sure that, if nothing else, we're going we're gonna to make sure nobody gets hangry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you think I'm walking around down here in training and you think I'm not learning nothing, I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs> so that reminds me of one more thing I want to ask on, too. Go ahead. Do you guys do any kind of like a service kit where you'll put it together like a kit for the spring and say, Hey, I want you to have on your farm an SRM of this, of that, of, of the other thing, just in case 
you can always come to us or the shop's open. You can give us a buzz, but want you to have X parts on hand. Yeah, so we, what we'll do is, and it's basically like a library card. We'll sign a book out, okay? So we'll sign a part out to a customer. Uh, let's say V-Drive motor, okay? And I always get that with a brand new install. They're always nervous. Chad just texted me. He just sold one today, uh, 24 roll. And so if anybody has any V-Drive motors and V-Set, uh, call me. Anyway, um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, but uh, but only, ki- only slightly. Only slightly kidding. It's really not a joke anymore. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> But with that being said, that customer I know in the back of his mind is going, but what if? What if that breaks down? Okay, well, take a motor with you then. Go home. You got it. Sitting in, you know. If you don't use it at the end of the season, bring it back. You got 30 days, you know, boom, we'll bill you if you don't. I mean, it's not like we'll forget about you. We know where it's at. But we make sure that these customers have parts, yes. That's it. That, was, that was the longest way around that answer to that question. Well, no, but I like that answer because you almost kind of let them select. Correct. Listen, if you're, if you're nervous about it, if you'd like, take it with you today. Yeah, harness, um, you know, just whatever it is that that grower particularly thinks they need. You know, if it's a concern and they come to us and go, well, what, what happens if? You know, okay, well, you know, you, you need another finger meter here. Take this finger meter with. If you don't use it, bring it back. It's no big deal. If you really like it, you can keep it. Great. You know, so, I mean, we're not pushing that sale. We're just making sure we give you comfort. Peace of mind. Sure. Yeah. It helps balance as well. You can be proactive on the service side with your service agreement but still meet the needs if there's somebody who's less than the service agreement but has some hesitation, some needs. You don't have to be proactive with the placing product with people. Yeah. All right, so again, that was Mark Baker. Hans, similar to what we just talked through with Tom, anything that stands out to you from the conversation with, with Mark? I, th- I mean, the interesting thing to me is um, I kind of like his approach on charging by the row. There's a value in that. Um, doesn't fit for everybody. I mean, I think you got to come up with a per-hour rate overall but it's an interesting context of saying I, i'm working on something I, i'm gonna be able to drop whatever i'm doing because i already know what the rate is per, per row so that was an interesting aspect to me to listen to him on that that side of it yeah i agree so with that i'm gonna go ahead and play the interview now with casey siebert and ben dreesen of sns and we're gonna hear a similar thought process there, there too so yep. we'll go ahead and play that so i'm joined here by casey siebert and ben dreesen of sns equipment um, gentlemen, why don't we start like this? Can you tell us a little bit about your dealership, where you guys are located, and what you both do at SNS Equipment? Uh, yeah, uh, like Tyler said, my name is Casey Siebert. Uh, our business is out of Lawton, Iowa, uh, just over by Sioux City, Iowa. Um, we've just a small equipment dealership that started a little over 40 years, 40 years ago. We're a Kinsey dealer, um, been one of the top dealers in Iowa for many years running. Yeah, I mean, we just kind of a small, small business, small family business, just about 10 people that work here. So yeah, we're, we're both in sales, um, mainly precision sales, but we can basically do it all. So it's kind of nice. Are you guys just a strictly a planner dealership or do you carry brands other than Kinsey? Uh, yeah, we, Kinsey's our main, um, then we sell, we're Mac Don dealer, Vermeer dealer, McCormick dealer, uh, Dixie Chopper, Versatile, uh, Getter, Martin, Don, you, you name it, Backco, Ram, Porsche, uh, Schulte. <laughs> the list keeps getting well, longer and longer. <laughs> so, and cool. That's probably about a third of them, I would say. Okay. Wow. Wow. 
Wow. All right. So let's start with the first question. Do you guys offer any kind of service agreement? Any, you know, what we're focusing on for the sake of this conversation is more, you know, on the precision side, because you guys are a premier precision planning dealer, of course. Do you offer a service agreement? I guess we kind of sat and talked about it for a little while. We're not, can you like break it down? Like what, what you would call a service agreement, like definition wise. Yeah. And what you're probably already picking up on too, is there's some of these questions I'm going to be intentionally vague. I just want to see where you guys kind of go with it, uh, where your head's at on it. So I would say a service agreement in terms of, is there anything that you do to write up like for a certain amount of money, we will do a planner inspection ahead of time. Or if you're willing to come to a planner clinic and let us do an inspection ahead of time, then your any phone service or in-person service is discounted. Anything like that, that allows you, I guess, to have pre-prescribed almost service like a to a grower. Like a prepay. Yeah. Yeah. Like a prepay agreement for service rather um, than on the, on the spot. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we had kind of tried to implement some of that stuff uh, prior to when Mac was leaving or when he was, he was still here, I guess, uh, trying to figure out exactly what we could do there. Um, we spent probably three years trying to fine tune it and try to uh, kind of get it presentable to a lot of people. We just kind of kept running into snags, Basically, the biggest thing that we kept running to snags was uh, the phone service side of the things and, and how to bill for that. Um, I mean, we a lot of a lot of our stuff throughout the season that we go through is able to be answered via phone or text, and it's kind of hard. Uh, we just haven't figured out a way to, to implement that and charge for it. But otherwise, yeah, we had had it laid out where we would uh, go and do a planner inspection based off of um, like a like a say a silver, gold, and platinum plan kind of a scenario. And then uh, also implement uh, parts discounts up to a certain value out value amount. Um, but yeah, just never really actually went through with it. Just kind of kind of been run, trying to find uh, other dealers and how they do it for for the for the phone call standpoint. And then we could roll out from there. Yeah. What about um, planner clinics? How do you guys um, are these? You set them up as they're free for the growers, or do you have a way to set it? Or how do you get your growers to come to planner clinics? Or do you do planner clinics at all? Yeah, I mean, we, we used to do planner clinics uh, prior to COVID. Um, we used to do them free, uh, but it tended to be about a week long of preparation, and we figured um, we needed to kind of try to recoup that a little bit um, and then also get the people weeded out that were just there for a free meal. So we started charging, I think it was 20 bucks a session. Uh, we usually had two sessions, so uh, one for Gen 2, Gen 1 scenario, and one for Gen 3. And prior to COVID, we, uh, when it was free, we would have say hundred people there, you know, which was, which was fine. It was there, it was, they were good. It was good sessions. Um, and then after that, we kind of slowly started to lose people's interests. I don't know whether it's just over a matter of time where they just understood it enough or what, but, uh, started to get to a spot where, uh, the gen two, gen one sessions were say 10 people, maybe, maybe less than that. And then halfway through they would leave. And then same thing with the gen three. We have, I think the last time we did a, a planner clinic, our gen three session, I think had f- four people there. It was pretty bad. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. Um, how, how we're going to play that out this year, I guess now that COVID's kind of winding down. Yeah. I think what our plan was on that, we kind of talked about it a little bit because we started having, like Casey said, we started having a bunch of people not really showing up anymore. It was kind of a small scenario. So we 
we started having people asking us this year if we're going to do planner clinics again. And I think basically what we're going to do now is just tell them like if, if they got hired guys that, you know, are going to run the planner that are new to it, or if they want a refresher, they can, you know, schedule something with us and we can just do it one-on-one in the shop here. I think that'd be a lot better for everybody. That's kind of interesting because then you get the effectiveness of being basically education tailored to that one exact person. Mm-hmm. That's kind of, that's kind of our thought process on it. I mean, because it seems like when we had these planner clinics, you know, it's, it's about like everybody says, you know, when they're sitting down in a big conference room, they're, they're really not comprehending it as well as they should. And then, so we do these planner clinics and hit on all the main points trying to save us phone calls and we end up just getting the same phone calls anyway. So, I mean, some people retained a bunch of stuff and other people didn't as much. So one-on-one, I hope they'll retain more. I kind of like that idea. Yeah. The only, the only downside of that is the amount of personal involvement from you guys, if it takes the one-on-one training aspect of it, but then you don't have the week long preparation to do a massive planner clinic too. So the trade off is, is where your, where does your time come down to? No, exactly right. Yeah, yep, for sure. So how do you guys handle labor? You're talking like money-wise or like how do we schedule it or how do we estimate it or, or how do you kind of a scenario there, I guess. I'd I'd be, go ahead, Tyler. Well, I'd be interested to hear both. How do you schedule it and how do you estimate it? And or bill it. Um, yeah, yeah I mean, and bill it, yeah. Of, and bill it, yeah. <laughs> so what we usually do is uh, depending on um, – what they're wanting for install wise, whether it's Delta Force and V Drive, we'll just basically go off a, a, a row amount, basically. Um, so, for, say say for Delta Force and V Drive, we'll say that's going to be um, depending on the planner or the planner type. Um, say we're gonna we're gonna say two hundred and seventy five bucks a row, and that's just what it's going to be, you know, no matter what. It's just a labor charge, not an hour charge. A labor charge. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. So a lot of times when we do that, and then obviously at that point, whenever we're billing it. We're taking our, uh, we have uh, each one of our guys in the shop has to clock in and clock out on every single piece of equipment. Um, so then they've got basically a time card or a time slip uh, that we put put onto a hard copy, and then we keep track of their hours that way. So then basically we have our uh, our internal rate that we uh, build that against, and whatever uh, I guess is left over from what we have for hourly for the internal rate versus our uh, quoted amount. That's our, that's our that's our profit, I guess. Yeah, we'll usually use the uh, the row value as kind of an estimate. And we've, I don't know, it's kind of tough because we'll bill it by the hour, but we'll estimate on, you know, labor in the quote just to give them kind of an idea. And sometimes it's kind of tough because we estimate a little low and then they, you know, we got to bill it. So it's it's kind of a, I don't know. You win some, lose some. Guys. You win some, you lose some, but it, it all turns out pretty good. Yeah, I guess, and then, yeah, so if, say, say uh, we're doing a plan to rebuild or something like that, and a lot of times on those, we don't really estimate, I guess, we don't estimate what's going on there. We just basically build that hourly, usually, and we're, uh, I think it's $109 an hour in shop, or excuse me, $99 in shop, 109 out of shop. So if we got to go on a service call, uh, that's basically, it's, it's a pretty, pretty cheap rate compared to, uh, we got a John Deere dealership just a quarter mile down the hill from us, so. I don't know what their rate is, but, and then, uh, also when we, when we leave the shop, we have a $40 uh, service charge implemented on top of that, on top of hourly. 
A, 40, a flat service dollar, forty dollars yeah, service charge. Yeah, flat. Every time, anytime we leave the shop, no matter what, it's it's forty dollars, and then basically hourly from there, okay. the hundred hundred nine out of shop. So okay, okay. Where would you say most of your installs are? Do you guys generally bring all planners back to your shop? Are there any percentage that are at the grower's farm? How do you handle that? Uh, it kind of just depends on what the install is. Like, we've done a couple this year that are real flow seed scents that we can do on the farm, um, usually, because I, I guess we're familiar enough with it that we feel confident we can bring everything we need. But most of the big ones we'll try to do here. Yeah. I mean, we, we've run into the circumstances throughout the years, um, not necessarily this year, but uh, growers wanting it to do at their shop so that way they can be there to help hands-on and kind of learn the ins and outs of things, but I mean, that's every once in a while you get that not very often, but when we're working on like say a Delta force and B drive or, or conceal or a furrow force, a lot of that times we want to have that stuff here at the shop. So if we need to grab something to change out uh, like a jumper wire or something like that, we can do that on the fly instead of uh, kind of running back and forth. Fair enough. Are you guys doing a hundred percent of your installs or do you offer any kind of like a grower install or grower assisted install? I would probably pretty much 100% install ourselves unless they say otherwise, unless we're at their place and they want to be hands on with it. But like I say, we don't get a lot of, a lot of people asking for that, honestly. Yeah. I don't know if it's intimidated. intimidated by it, I guess. I mean, it kind of is intimidating if you don't really know what you're doing, but if a grower is really adamant that he wants to do it himself and save on the labor, we'll go out there for, you know, we'll charge hourly, but we'll go out there to their place and maybe like show them how to tie up one row and lay out the backbones and wear them out the PDM answer basically all their questions. So they do it right. And then we feel comfortable with it. And then, yeah, we'll just dump them by the hour for that. If, if in the event that happens, do you guys then go back and do like a final look over? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times we'll, we'll go out in the spring after a new install and, you know, do your GPS offsets and your measurements and all that. And while we're, while we're there, we'll make sure that it all diagnoses up and works the way it should. Do you guys have any kind of like a retriever or how do you, how do you handle getting guys into the shop? Like, do you just try to try and let them know two or three weeks in advance, Hey, I'm coming to get your planner or, Hey, here's when it kind of lines up to get your planner here. Can you get it to us? How do you handle actually getting the planner in and the logistics of that? Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of whatever their preferences, like say, we'll, we'll charge. We've got, we've got a truck, um, that basically we have a, a, a quick hitch or something of that similar. Uh, so we can pick up whether it's Kinsey or, or two point or three point hitch, we can hook onto it and pull it back as long as the tires are in good shape. Or we, if the customer wants to save a little bit of money, uh, they can bring it over and we, we love to have their tractor here too, to kind of have, get everything installed into the tractor as well, kind of eliminate some steps going into spring. So, yeah, I mean, We've got, uh, we try to kind of line it up logistically, whether we can pick one up and take one back in the same location, we'll do that. Um, yeah, it just kind of depends on on what's going on there. But yeah, it's just more or less the customer's preference on uh, whether they want to save a little bit of money for trucking-wise, I guess. Okay, okay. So by the way, that was Casey Siebert. We're also talking with Ben Dreesen from SNS Equipment. There is a retrieval fee, though. If you guys do go get their planner, there is there is a charge for that. Correct. Yeah. I mean, most of the time when we do that, we estimate it, uh, when we're doing a precision build, 
Uh, we usually estimate it. Just kind of depends on how far it is. But I, I think our trucking's 150 bucks an hour. I think is what it is. Okay. So along with that, um, you're doing installs. You're going and retrieving stuff. Um, when you get to in spring, do you guys um, send like if you do a new build, do you send spare parts with these guys or service kits or how do you handle a service aspect or, or parts for a dealership? Do you let them request it when they have a problem or do you have a pre preset application for these guys? Um, yeah, I mean, we, we used to in the past, we tried to do the, um, when we're doing the quotes, bill them for, or throw an extra SRM and throw an extra SRM harness on there or a weight pin or whatever it would be. Um, and we kind of got some static back from that just from a couple standpoints of, uh, obviously the bills a little bit more, but then also, uh, some of the newer guys are concerned about why, you know, why do I need a, a why do I need spare parts for a brand new system kind of a deal? So we, we kind of backtracked on that a little bit. Um, still, I still think it's kind of a good idea if, if some, so if, if somebody comes after the fact when they're here to pick up other replacement parts, uh, which we sell, um, a lot of repair parts here. So, uh, if they're asking what they should have on hand, I just tell them straight, I would have one of these it's electronics and that's just kind of the way things happen. So, um, we, we have a, a very good stock of, uh, pretty much everything, even, even with the circumstances going on right now, we, we were luckily lucky enough to, uh, get our stock order in early enough. So we've got plenty of spare parts on hand for everybody. Yeah. For, for like a location wise, it's just, uh, we all of our trucks usually have a certain amount of uh, products with them. Um, if if one of our guys is close by, uh, one of the people that calls, a customer that calls, uh, they can stop and get some stuff from them, um, or we can run and do a service call for them. Uh, we've got uh, four service trucks that we run throughout spring, and then uh, yeah, if anybody needs parts, we're we're open from basically eight to eight or seven thirty in the morning till eight at night, uh, Monday through Friday. And then Saturdays were open from uh, 7.30 till 5. Sundays were open from 8 to noon during planning season. So if they need parts, they can either call or text anybody. Okay. And I may have missed this, too, in your answer. As far as, like, a service kit goes, if somebody wants to take one with them, you know, it, let's say this time of year you put V-Drive on a planner. If they want an extra V-Drive to take with them, do you kind of allow them to bring that back then at the end of the year if it goes unused or that never really comes up. If they take one, they usually hang on to it for future use. Yeah. I mean, a lot, a lot of times when they, if they get something, sure. Absolutely. We're more than willing to let them have them. Yeah. If they, if they do want to bring it back and towards the end of the season, we, we usually implement a, a restocking fee um, just because it takes, it takes a lot of money to keep some of the stuff on hand and we can't just be throwing stuff around. And then by the time they bring them back, it seems like we already have stuff reordered. So yeah, I mean, that's just something we've, we've done um, throughout the years. Uh, so we've been a we've been a dealership for a long time, and we've kind of seen it all. So most guys, it seems like we'll we'll keep them, especially on the precision side. A lot of these guys that have been around with or are familiar with the system, they'll usually be wise enough to keep it. We kind of recommend that anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Gentlemen, I think that's going to answer all of my questions. I have one more thing that I'd like for you guys to plug. Can anybody find? Are is SNS equipment on social media? Yes. Yep. We're on Twitter, Facebook. Um, I think that's about it, really. Yeah, probably. You do have a website. Yes. Yep. Yep. yep okay. We do have a website. Yep. SSEquip.com. Okay. Awesome. Gentlemen, again, I think that's all that I have for you. If there's anything else that you guys want anybody to know about the dealership or, or any further thoughts that came to your mind here in the last half hour, I'll give you the opportunity to, to, to speak to those now, unless you're good to go and feeling 
feeling like this yeah, can be a wrap. I, I think we're good. Yeah, I mean, if anybody has any questions about any of that, they can surely get a get a hold of us, give us a call, you know, or whatever. We're we're up, we're we're available for anything. So awesome. Thank you guys very much for jumping on a Zoom call and talking with us. Again, that is Casey Siebert and Ben Dreesen from S and S Equipment out of you guys are out of Lawton, Iowa. Is that right? Correct. Yep. Cool. Cool. Gentlemen, thank you again so much for being on the show. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. All right, cool. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, guys. All right, so that was Casey Siebert and Ben Dreesen again with S&S Equipment out of Iowa. Hans, you brought this up. I alluded to it before we played the interview with those two gentlemen. But, again, Casey brings up the thought process of having a flat fee or a rate per row. row. For install purposes. Yeah, I think of, like, kind of listening to all three of these guys' conversation, that is one thing that, that stood out to me was the idea of you charge or charging per row, not per, per hour. hour. And that was something that, that Mark and, and Casey had brought up. And I really liked the reasoning that I felt like Mark Baker gave for that of like, if you show up to my shop and you want to talk, I don't want to say, well, hold on, I'm still on the clock. Let me clock out, right? We have a flat rate of what it takes per row mm-hmm. to do this. And the heart there, I think, that I took away from that conversation with Mark was, I don't want to turn you away from the shop. I want you to come, and I want to converse with you. I want to build that relationship with you, not stiff-arm you because, well, we have a rule about how we charge for labor. Yeah. I want to be able to educate while I'm there. If you want to see what's going on, I can bring you in, and we can, I can, while I'm doing an install, I can show you this. And, yes, it's going to take me longer, but it's not a cost per hour for it. I'm not the, the end customer's not going to get dinged because of it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, and it makes it less, more inf- uh, informal and just a, uh, a friendly shop. It's your neighbor doing some work, and you're welcome to come see what's going on. I also really like to hear, I think it was Ben Dreesen from SNS talk about in that last piece the idea of kind of a one on one planner clinic. Yeah. That you're almost letting growers come to you and be proactive to say, or even just offering the service to say, if you have questions, come to the shop. We will provide a one on one planner clinic, if you will, and nobody can see me do this, but I'm putting this in quotes because it's not the traditional planner clinic where you might have tens or hundreds of growers that sit down and you you blaze through everything you need to talk about on the monitor, but you're giving that person real one-on-one intentional support, and I think that's really cool. There is an element of that, which you called out, Hans, that you have to weigh to say this is going to take or could potentially take more manpower, but if it's a matter of just scheduling a time, they show up and we go through totally. their tractor and planner, there is an element of it may take a week for us to put on and prepare a planner clinic. So you could be just maybe shuffling. If the you time will. amount. Yeah. 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 It's a, it was unique. It was a, it's a unique idea. And I, I mean, your planner clinic time frame per person is going to be a whole lot less than a four-hour session in the morning covering hundreds yeah. of, I mean, you can you can hit the points that they need. Yeah, and I think I've stressed this, we have stressed this through this episode. This is not about saying, again, what is right or what is wrong. No. The goal here was let's hopefully give everybody listening a different, unique perspective from these three different premier dealers. And so that's really what we're looking for here is if there's a couple nuggets here and there that you say, huh, I, I by golly, I never thought about that. I'm, I'm going to give that a try at my dealership because that makes a lot of sense for us. Yep. Great. That was the whole intention. The idea is that you could pull something from all three different ones, and they might be one said do it this way, one said not do it this way. I mean, that's the idea is that you could pull from each one because it's unique to your dealership. Yep, 100% agree. 
Well, that was a lot of fun. I hope everybody enjoyed that as much as we enjoyed getting the opportunity to sit and talk about these guys. Uh, some questions still kind of burning in our head on, on ways that our dealers handle different aspects of support at their dealership and kind of getting inspired to continue that conversation from when we talked to Ben Schliff a couple couple weeks ago. And if anybody hasn't listened to that, I would encourage you. I think that episode came out uh, with Ben uh, toward the beginning of February. Uh, I would encourage everybody to go back and to, to give that a listen just to hear some of the different things he brought up that teed up some of the questions we asked Tom and, and Mark and Casey and Ben. So, so with that, Hans, I think we've given everybody a lot to think about. I think so. All right. So. Well, that's a good opportunity to pause until we are joined by everyone next time on Smarter Every Season. 